Good morning, everyone. Well, it's morning for us. Welcome <laughs> to another Breakthrough Academy. We are so grateful to be here. We are glad that you could join us now or in the future. If you uh, watch this at another time, we are so glad you are here. We are so glad that you are watching uh, today yeah. or later. And so we're looking forward for another great uh, session here with Pastor Peter and myself. Yes. Um, we're just, this has just been building um, like, so, oh, I don't know, it's just been great the way that this has been building, uh, what God has been doing uh, in these times. And I just know that we are growing, that we are blessed, and that um, all these things we are learning, that we can take a hold of this in, in our lives. We can believe this. And because what, what, what we say here, what, what the word says here is the same word, and it is always active, and it is, it is always working. So come and uh, be, be excited today. Do, uh, join your faith this morning. Um, to what we what yeah. we we do today? Yes. Yeah. Well, Josh, uh, my name's you know Peter Peter Lewis from Breakthrough Church here in Melbourne, eastern part of Melbourne, and um, together we are bringing something of the Spirit of God yeah. through the teaching. It's um, there's actually been a real presence of God. We're praying just yeah. beforehand. I actually want you to lean into that. I'm aware that even as we start teaching. Just lean into the anointing for healing. Yeah. Um, even right at the start, uh, you don't have to say, well, we'll wait to the end and then we'll pray. Yes, mm. that's often the way we do it because you do the teaching. I'm just sensing the presence of God is already at work. And as you're watching this right now, just begin leaning into your healing. If there's something you need and you've been standing for um, right now, right now, just lean into that and say, I, I received that. There's an anointing healing. There's an, an, there's an anointing that's yeah. flowing right now for that healing. And just let that work in your body. And as we do this teaching and as we go through, you just be conscious of yeah. God working and, and bringing restoration and healing. And if you need to, test it. Yeah. And when I say test it, don't, say, don't do it in the sense of, oh, I wonder if I'm healed. Say, no, I can do this I now do in this Jesus' now. name, Jesus. Yeah. Now take up your bed and walk type faith. Put your faith out there and act and see God. And then give us uh, give us feedback and yeah. say, look what the Lord has already done. Because yeah. we're believing the presence and glory of God. Hallelujah. Today today is a new day. And so it doesn't matter what uh, you've been through, what happened yesterday, how bad it was yesterday. You know, begin to increase your expectancy and your faith. Because today is a new day and the healer is here. The anointing is here and he wants to heal you. Amen. Amen. So we're going to dive right in. For those that maybe this is new to you, um, Breakthrough Academy, let me just give you a quick explanation. We um, have the um, we have a logo here which describes what we are doing at Breakthrough Academy. This is the Word of God. Mm. Hallelujah. This is all about the Word. Breakthrough Academy is about being able to dive deep into the Word of yeah. God, build strong foundations, take time to build those foundations that's what the academy gives us opportunity to do by doing this week after week mm. and by giving ourselves you know we we allow ourselves two hours but we don't always run two hours sometimes an hour and a half but we give ourselves that time and we set aside the time so that we can go into the word and get strong foundations yeah. but we do it in a way that we want to be led and ministered to by the holy spirit because it's the word is god breathed and if we it's the holy spirit's word it's not actually our word it's not the word that some man came it's 
it says men wrote when they were moved by the Holy Spirit. This is the Holy Spirit's anointed word. And as we go into this, it quickens, builds our faith. Yeah. It makes us stronger. We, we, we grow in our spirit man. We, our spirit man is strong and vibrant through the, this teaching. And so we are going to take time to work through the word of God and allow the Holy Spirit to guide us in that process. So you open up your heart, pray in tongues as you're listening, yeah. get your spirit uh, alert and ready. And what you're doing is saying, oh, I'm not just looking for information. I'm looking, Lord, for revelation. Yeah. I'm asking Holy Spirit to drop something in my heart. And sometimes that revelation will come. This is what I love about Breakthrough Academy. Sometimes the revelation comes because you hear a scripture and it's like it comes alive. Mm. Like, oh, wow. You know, I, you know, and sometimes it's like, oh, you know, you think, when, where has that been hiding all this time? And then, you, you know, you, you've... When was this added? Yeah. And, and you, know, you look in your notes, and you've underlined it and highlighted it, but something suddenly springs to you as if it's brand new. And we yeah. we love that experience. So that you can get that because a, a word or a, just a, a single scripture or something we say just goes off in your heart. But I'll tell you, there's another way that Breakthrough Academy brings a revelation. And this is what we love about Academy is sometimes it's line upon line upon line upon line. And it's just built yeah. gradually, gradually. Yeah, and you're not even aware so and you know you've in, in, we do one scripture two scripture three scripture and, and and after a dozen scriptures suddenly this this awareness of what god is saying drops in your heart and you get you know a, a confidence so the confidence just doesn't come from an individual scripture it comes from the, the, what the word says overall mm. and i believe that's a powerful revelation yeah. as well that when as we minister um, this word to you this morning. Just allow the word to to work line upon line and scripture upon scripture, and build um, revelation there. And that way, you sort of you know when people say, "Oh, I don't think God's a healing God." You say, <laughs> "Too late. That ship sailed." Um, I know. I know that. I know that. I know. God has. Um, shown clearly this is his will and I've ex then experienced it out mm. of that I've enjoyed yeah. the healing I've seen I've prayed for people um, so you know it's funny when people say something to you and, and you say oh, that's, <laughs> that's a nice theory but too late <laughs> too late <laughs> too late he's, he's done too much for me yeah. I've seen it I've experienced it it, it all yeah. matches up um, yeah you know your, your, your little theory that God is not real or God doesn't heal um, doesn't doesn't stack up to what I know, and um, so that there's that's what we're doing here is building that revelation and that faith. So what we've been doing and is working through the book of John. That's uh, book of John, book of Mark. Well, looking, we at, have been going through John once or twice. Yeah, we, we we've gone sideways a little bit, and we possibly will go sideways again today. Um, Mark chapter one, um, one, we started with just going through each of the healings because Mark's a great book for doing this because yep. there's a lot of miracles. You know, in fact, um, <laughs> there's in chapter one, there's about five different ca cases of healings and things like that. Um, and so, uh, but by doing this, what we are looking for are the patterns of how Jesus healed. Mm. We're particularly looking from Jesus' perspective yeah. because ultimately this is what our ministry is. Jesus said, you go out and you do my works. You go out and do it the same way. You do it led by the Spirit the same way. Um, in book of John, he, he said, the, you, you'll do these works plus more. Greater things that you will do. Yeah. Yep. So he's, he's wanting us to um, take the life and ministry that he has um, demonstrated for us mm. and then by the Holy Spirit we now become yeah. his witnesses and we go and do this so we are particularly looking for how Jesus ministered uh, through this uh, because 
that's giving us guidance, not just how to receive healing, but how to minister healing. Yeah. Um, you might remember that when we came to the start of this topic on healing, we had been talking about covenant and then from covenant, we understood that God has brought healing through the covenant. So we have taken our time to look at healing. Three things we've been looking at. Number one, that it is God's will. Yes. Number two, how to receive that because just because something's God's will does not mean it's automatically yeah. becomes something we have in our lives. And then number three, how we can now minister that. Mm -hmm. And so we've been working through those over these 10, 11 weeks, I'm not sure how long now, um, and really establishing it is God's will. We've looked at it through a number of scriptures, a number of understandings, and then how to receive, how to activate our faith, how to, how to, to um, not just pray, but pray and receive, mm. how to um, act upon it. But now we are really focusing more strongly on the last one, how to give yeah. by how can we be Jesus to people? Because that's mm. God's intention. That's how, good. Yeah. How can we do this? So as we look at this, we, we're seeing how people responded to Jesus, but we are also saying, okay, now how can we be Jesus? So we're going to go to Mark chapter 2. Let's get underway in this. Um, if you, Josh, do you want to greet? We've got um, good morning my wife, my wife Christine is on. So Pastor good morning Christine. to you. Uh, Joe Rose. Oh, Brooke. Welcome, Brooke. And we have someone in the studio. Yeah. So you yeah. are welcome. Bring Sit bring down. the chair. Bring the chair a bit closer. We won't bring you. We won't bring you on the camera. I'm sure. That's all right. You know what I did this morning? Um, I actually I was just about to, we're about to record, and I realized I'd put my bags on that chair and that. I went and moved the bags. I said. Let's make that ready. That's it. And um, look and welcome, Sandy. It's now ready. We are so glad to have you here this morning. And on that, like this, uh, this building, we we open the building. It's always open. The doors are open. If you ever uh, want to be here in person, um, you are more than welcome. You don't, have, as we said, as I just said, you don't have to be on the camera. Yeah, you can you can be just sitting in the studio yeah, with us, um, and we love it because we yeah. get to bounce the the, yeah. the the anointing and the yeah. blessing off. What we're doing so, but here. welcome everyone so glad uh, to have um, you here our regulars we appreciate you and if you're not a regular if you're new we are even more grateful yeah. <laughs> that you are here come again <laughs> so we um let's go to mark chapter 2 this we're working through these scriptures and um <laughs> amazingly enough this is um scripture that um caitlin and my daughter preached on sunday yeah so um we will. Um, oh, what scripture? What ref? What Bible will we use, Josh? Let's let's do the New English translation. New English. You know, I I like that one. That's the one yeah. I use. So now, after some days, when he returned to Capernaum, the news spread that he was at home. Remember, we um, yeah, we, we just. You might say, oh, you know, that's so. so what? Well, the end, very end of chapter one was when he healed the leper, and. Um, and it says, Jesus said, don't say anything. Mm. And he says, as he went about, began to announce it publicly. And he spread the story widely so that Jesus was no longer able to enter any town openly, but stayed outside in remote places. Still, they kept coming to him from everywhere. <laughs> so it was, ah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Good evening. Um, I'm Ora Marina Vecchiano. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that very well. But bless you. Yeah, can we just call aura, it aura. aura? Great to have you joining us. Forgive us if we said that wrong. And um, still, they kept coming from everywhere. So th this is the this is the life that Jesus is now facing, and people are coming to him in droves. They're, yeah, they're, they're attracted by the healing. Yeah, um, and so 
So after some days, when he returned to Capernaum, this is his, his like hometown, home mm. base, the news spread that he was at home. Yeah, they're coming from everywhere again. So many gathered, so, oh, so, so many gathered that there was no longer any room, not even by the door. Oh. And he preached the word to them. And so you can know, just imagine his inner home. Um, Jesus used all sorts of places to, to minister. Um, it is, I just mentioned this. We, we don't see, it's funny today. I wouldn't see any problem with this. Pe- people preaching outside. Yeah. Um, but sometimes the church gets itself self tied up. You know, um, there was a time when what we call, um, the Methodist church started the, the formation of it with John Whitfield and, and John Charles Wesley at that time. Um, they did something absolutely radical that the, the church really condemned was they preached outside. <laughs> it was like, to us, it was like, how's that, that was so radical. But to them, they'd become so, um, locked into one particular way that, um, when George Whitfield began to go and stand on the fence and preach to the, to the, the workers as they were coming home, yeah. um, he was widely condemned and, you know, like, and persecuted, uh, physically persecuted because of his stance. So I'm just... has to be in these four walls. Yeah, it has to be done this way. And, and it's interesting that Jesus is inside. Yeah. And, but other times he would go out, Sermon on the Mount was done outside. Um, there was times, remember, he was on the... the the shore of the of the Sea of Galilee, and and it was, the people were pressing on. So he got into a boat and went a little back so that they couldn't push him into the water. Um, so I, um, this stuff happens, and and be ready to preach wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Um, it's it just. But what I'm pointing out is sometimes we get in our our mind. Mm. This is the way it's done. This is how it's supposed to be, or this is how it's always been done. Yeah, and you don't even realize this, and you just gotta you gotta shake off those restrictions because when Jesus is ministering, mm. he's able to be adaptive, and um, so just go and and be flexible and think. Okay, this is maybe not the way I'd normally do yeah. this, but this is the way I'm doing and, it today. It's, and it's true as well. Like with your healing, you want to get healing, and the Holy Spirit might say do this and you're like well that's not connected with my healing or it might be pray for someone else's healing but it's like oh, i'm believing for my healing and that might be the key to you getting your healing you know what i mean that's exactly right that though we, we've got to be open to the holy spirit because um there will be many many different ways that the holy spirit yeah can, can minister this so so jesus is in a home um and people coming from everywhere um, so now some people came to him, bringing to him a paralytic carried by four of them. And when they were not able to bring him in because of the crowd, they removed the roof above Jesus. Now you've got to understand for, for someone who, um, um, you know, you're not unfamiliar with how the homes were um, designed in this time that Jesus was, was ministering, was that the roofs were built with a, a flat roof. And there would actually be a set of stairs on the side and they would use the roofs as an extra room. And they would actually, in hot nights, they would go up there and yeah. sleep. They would use it as a place um, just for quiet and for uh, an extra room, but an outside room. Um, but you would actually go outside to go upstairs. And I think there's a story later in the book of Acts where it says Peter was while, yeah. while preparing a meal. He went up on the roof yeah. to have prayer. Yeah. And it's like, to, you know, some people vision that today. You, know, you went and sat on the roof? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. You know, um, to be honest, when I was a, um, a child, eight or nine, I spent many hours on our roof 
Funnily enough, I, I, I loved to climb. I was a climber. I'd have trees, I'd climb everywhere. And I knew all the ways to get up on our roof and I'd climb all over our roof. Um, I, you know, I think one, you know, it was like, go up and get that tennis ball and suddenly I'm hooked. I can climb on the roof. And um, so I, I, I could get up the roof like that. And, and reach new heights. Yeah, I was like a bit of a climbing monkey. Just, I'd, I'd just be, and if I was just gonna hang out, I'd go and sit up on the roof, you know. Yeah, just, I think I was like that with our garage roof, you know, I could get up the fence and then I could yeah, get, get up on, on the garage and it was just a flat, it was just the same. Anyway, that has nothing to do with what Jesus was talking about here. But Someone it, needed that. <laughs> but it's, um, but it, so it's not unusual for them to go up on the roof. It just yeah. means that they've gone up to that, that space above. But what is unusual is that they've dug the tiles and dug away um, the, the covering of that roof, yeah. lifted it aside large enough to be able to lower a man who's on a stretcher down yeah. before Jesus. Um, that's, um, and, and Caitlin, if you want to listen to a message, um, go to our uh, website or to our YouTube channel and Caitlin's uh, message from Sunday of tear off the roof. Mm. She, she would, um, does a great job of getting in the, the headspace of people that were in that space and, yeah. and, the, and the desire and the passion. So, but we're not going to focus on that at the moment because, you know, that, that was an amazing thing. Mm. Um, so you've got Jesus. Yeah. Jesus looking and... You just go, what, what starts to happen? And it's very crowded, obviously. It's really crowded in there. And, um, and it's interesting that um, if we just read ahead a little bit to get the picture, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven. Mm. Now, some of the experts in the law were sitting there turning these things over in their minds. It's interesting that these people who were Pharisees, who were not, they, they didn't have faith. They were skeptical. Yeah. And yet they got front seats. How, how did you know when when you've got limited numbers? How did they get in? Um, how how come we we um, we gave them? You know, like, there's there's people out there desperate for healing yeah. who are hungry. How come we got the Pharisees getting <laughs> inside? And you know, so so it was like, how did he allow that? It, sometimes people say, oh, Jesus would never. Well, you don't know sometimes what Jesus would do. He allowed skeptical people to take up prime seats. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he yeah. so listen. I, I can tell you that. It, would you have a choice? You say, would Jesus choose between having four Pharisees in there or four friends bringing a, a sick person? Well, obviously Pharisees out, sick person in. <laughs> but for whatever reason, the Pharisees have established themselves, and you've got to understand that this is um, from a, a a time when these were the respected religious rulers. Yeah. Now, for us, Pharisees are like the the bad people. We know they're bad. Um, You've got to see that through the eyes of the people at the time, they're not necessarily the evil ones. They're, they're their respected yeah, leaders. Yeah. They're the ones they've gone to. They're the ones they look up to, maybe. Even. Yeah, yeah. So they, they would give, they would be given the honoured spot. They would people make room for them to come in. Yeah. Um, so there and there was a certainly sense of an entitlement amongst some of the Pharisees. They would expect to be let in, and they'd be very highly offended if you weren't let in. And Jesus um, attacked their hypocrisy. He attacked their pride in many of his teachings, but whatever reason they've come in so you've got skeptical people sitting front and center then you've got others listening and then you've got hundreds maybe thousands outside who yeah. cannot even get near it says etc at the start um so many gathered there was no longer any room not even by the door in other words it, it, they're beyond where you can even see them or they can obviously hear yeah because um they're not just sort of outside you haven't just filled up the room you've so overfilled um how does that? How would that make you feel, having skeptics sitting on the front row? 
because like you'd be speaking to people and it's like a little group right there just like you know yeah like you say something like oh write that down like what does that mean yeah (laughs) and 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 like we'll we'll, they're looking for you to slip up yeah they're waiting for you to say something that they're going to nail you with that they're upset so um it's um so how how does this work i'm you're not going to be in every environment where Mm. it's 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 good yeah um now part of what we say is Hey, I, I appreciate the way Jesus took charge of situations. Yeah. yeah. All right. And when we went to the, the um, Jairus' daughter and they're, all, they're grieving and he cleared the room. He, in fact, he cleared the disciples and he took with him, I think, his three closest disciples. Yeah. Um, he, he, on purpose, made changes to what was happening to, mm. to suit himself. But in saying that, you're going to be in, in situations where you're under pressure. Yeah. And you've got to just be leaning into the Holy Spirit um, and not be intimidated by that. Not be, um, you've got to be just confident in what God's given you to do and who he's called you to be. And you've got to be able to be, do it in the face of people that yeah. are looking down on you. I think, I think in those times, like particularly like hearing the voice of God, you know, you, you practice that and you, you learn that in quite in a space yeah and but you grow beyond that to where even when there is noise yes. you know, like like sort of the wavelength of the holy spirit and there's all these other channels or wavelengths but even in the noise you can still tune in there that's real that's that's a, that's a great point you learn to hear the voice of the spirit in the in the quiet places so that when you're in the noisy places you learn to tune in and just hear so you're on a different wavelength to everyone else everyone's busy there's noise there's challenges but you're just sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And what I want to challenge with you is be confident and bold with who God's called you to be yeah. and what God's called you to do. Yeah. And don't allow the pressures of the Pharisees to sort of, you know, sort of stop you from ministering. Um, you've just got to keep doing what God's called you to do. Keep being who God's called you to be. And what you've done, and, and this is one of the powerful things, what you learn in the, the quiet place and yeah and and when you're not being watched is what you need to do mm. and be consistent so it will be challenged so jesus is under this pressure and i just imagine the first thing you know is you hear scratching and you hear dirt that's that's what i think you just start it's um the dirt starts to you know like that, that you can't rip up a roof without st- stuff that someone uh, would have got annoyed at that point what's going on um, do you smile thinking it came down on the head of a Pharisee? <laughs> <laughs> they, they planned it. Where are the Pharisees? Yeah, yeah, it's like, you know, yeah, have these reserved seats. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, everyone else is playing checkers, Jesus is playing chess. You know. <laughs> Sit here, Pharisees. Um, the dirt comes down, and suddenly they're like, there's. Um, I also think it, they're lowering someone down who's on a stretcher. Mm. That takes you got to you, you you can't just build a man size hole. You've got to build something where he can go down. Yeah. You can't just sort of drop him down vertical. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah I mean? That's an operation. You know yeah. What I mean? That's something's something's happening. <laughs> that's a large hole. Um, somehow they got ropes. They've, they've, uh, we, we just don't you know like suddenly. Um, how did they how did they how did they lower him down? You know, it's like the roof wouldn't have been super high. Um, I'm just saying. Maybe they even used their garments. Mm, yeah. Yeah. You know, took it. Took off. Took yeah. off their outer. You know, their their their, their coats and thing. 
tied it around the handles. Yeah. Down, you know, because they didn't necessarily have rope. Um, somehow that they're lowering it, but it, it's they're really investing in this. Mm. They're really giving it's it's taking time, it's taking effort. Um, and that was cool because they were also like, we're getting this healing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not just oh, I hope I'm healed today or I'll get in line. I, no. I, I you know, yeah, can't wait for my turn. It's like no, we're getting this. And um, and I, and going back, listen to Caitlin's message about you know that the attitudes and everything yeah. like that. It's just powerful, but then they lower them down. And key for me is this amazing phrase: "When Jesus saw their faith, he said, son, your sins are forgiven.'" Now, I was staggered. I I, have, um, I want us to look at Matthew chapter nine, verse two, because it's also repeating this story. Um, this is like classic Sunday school level teaching. It's just a great story. It's like an amazing story. So. Um, Matthew 9, 2, just then some people brought to him, this is the same story as told by Matthew, yep. brought to him a paralytic lying on a stretcher. When Jesus saw their faith, the fact that you know all that they brought them, mm -hmm. he said to the paralytic, have courage, son, your sins are forgiven. Mm. Do you notice there's anything missing in this account? <laughs> some people brought to him a paralytic lying on a stretcher, and when Jesus saw their faith, what part have they missed out? I'm like, they've missed out the main part of the story. <laughs> they've missed out the key. The roof! Yeah. The roof! They couldn't well, get that, in. That was a significant part in the other one. Well, I, like... to, when, I read, when, I, when I initially read the story, that was the part. It was the part about yeah. bold, audacious yeah. faith, tearing through the roof, yeah. getting in when you couldn't get in. It was all about this audacious level of faith. Yeah. That's what the story was about. To me, that was the key. That was why they were sharing it. That was why. So I would look at that and be amazed and, and inspired and shout hallelujah and say, I'm going to have that sort of faith. Yeah, I want the same faith. And, um, and Matthew shares it and he doesn't think, uh, yeah, I won't mention the roof. I'm like, how could you not mention the main part of the story? Um, so it forced me to stop and think, well, hang on a sec, if this is not the main, if this, if this part can be removed and the story stays intact, yeah. well, what is the main, the core part? Now, I'm not saying that the tear off the roof is not good because it's called um, in Matthew, um, I think Luke has it as well, um, mm. you know, but anyway, either way, it's definitely in Mark and, and, um, and yeah, and it's in, in the book of Luke chapter five. Um, so the tearing through the roof is, is a great, yeah. illustration and great story but Matthew shared it without mentioning that part and that made me have to go back and say all right what was the core that this this message what was the heartbeat of this message and it caused me to see something that I hadn't seen before that um, I sort of skipped over this I um, just sort of yeah 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 you know, mm. you know the point the main point is the guy's healed but it says Jesus saw their faith and he said to the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven, which is, <laughs> he's not coming for forgiveness. Mm. He's coming for healing. It's, a, it's yeah. obvious to everybody. Yeah. He's paralyzed. Wow. <laughs> why, why does Jesus suddenly, he sees a paralyzed man coming. So I, I want you to imagine, you've got to get in the mind of Jesus now. Mm. Jesus come, it's on they bring someone to you in a wheelchair. Yeah. They bring someone in a wheelchair and they say, we've traveled, you know, um, two days to bring this, you know, bring auntie so-and-so here so you can pray for her. 
and we've heard of all the healings, we've heard the amazing ministry, they bring a, a, her in a wheelchair, and you look at her, and you don't even say, you know, like, well, what do you want, anything like that. You know, like uh, with blind Bartimaeus, he said, what do you want me to do for you? It's like, um, again, it's like, Jesus playing chess, we're all playing checkers. We're not, what, what's he doing? Um, they bring this person to you, yeah. and you look at them, and you say, your sins are forgiven. No one has brought them for, to get their sins forgiven. Yeah. It's for physical healing. Wants to walk. Yeah. Doesn't want to roll around anymore. Um, so what I did was, um, in my mind, I would skip over this. Yeah. The stories about the healing. Yeah. The, the audacious faith. The miracle of the guy walking. Take up your bed and walk. And suddenly I'm being confronted with because of the book of Matthew, this was the actual core of what was happening. This was the really important part. And so it made me stop and say, okay, am, am, am I able to do this? Mm. And this is one of the challenges. Um, minister to people at this level, not just the healing. Because everyone, you know, they're, they're, I get, you know, you think, oh, if only I could lay hands on the sick and they get healed. Yeah. If I could lay hands on the sick, they get healed. And even that, that phrase, laying hands on the sick, it's because of that's, you know, Mark chapter, you know, um, 16, go into all the world, you know, you know, you'll be lay, you know, you'll lay hands on the sick and they will be healed. Will so it's like, on, yep, yeah. that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. That's, and, and I want to be just like Jesus who laid hands on the sick and they were healed. Well, we, we, we're discovering that's not all that he did. Mm. And many times there was other things. So with the leper, he touched him. He said, I want to lay hands on the sick, except oh, the dirty, grimy guy who's got, you know, some sort of infectious disease. Do I want to lay hands on that person? No, that one I'm speaking to. <laughs> Um, but Jesus laid hands on that one. But then he spoke to the servant. He didn't even have to go to the home. Yeah. Other people were touching the hem of his garment. He was, you know, this, um, this is whole different methods. You know, in the book of Acts, you know, that Peter says Peter, and it says his shadow, his, mm. his shadow would fall on them, and they were getting yeah. healed. Uh, Paul was sending out um, pieces of his garment um, mm. out, and and they, they were setting people free. There's, there's a mixture here and you need to sort of be sensitive and aware of the Holy Spirit so that you can flow with him. And it's because it's not like the Holy Spirit's like, ah, let, let's, let's mix it up a little bit. <laughs> let's do something different. Let's today. do something different today. And, and, there, and sometimes I think the Holy Spirit likes to do things different just to, to stop you getting into a rut. But I think there's um, things at play sometimes that we're not aware of. Yeah. All right. And that's the more important thing. Jesus looked at this guy and he said, what this guy needs is forgiveness mm. what he needs is forgiveness and no one else saw that yeah and I, 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 I honestly don't believe that the friends saw that they were bringing him to get forgiveness yeah but somehow Jesus cut through what was Good. really needed here was this guy was forgiveness now I want us to take a moment here and just stop and think about this for a little bit um, is does everybody you pray for need forgiveness in other words is there a sin that is actually under yeah under, under, undergirding i think we did mention this scripture um but let's just take time to to you know because this is breakthrough academy let's explore this for a little bit um because you need to you need to get this clear in your heart and mind all right because you're gonna you're gonna need to know how to minister it mm. Does the question I'm asking it is that does everybody that you are praying for, do they really need forgiveness as well as healing? Yeah. 
um, should you be ministering like Jesus did, forgiveness and healing? How many people, you know, what, what's, how does it work? Um, well, let, let's just go to another scripture. I was going to go to the book of John, but um, we have mentioned this scripture, but it's probably good for us to... Um, um, for the book of James, verse 5 and 4, uh, James 5 and 14... James 5.14 Is anyone among you sick, among you ill? He should summon the elders of the church and they should pray for him and anoint him with olive oil in the name of the Lord. So ministering using oil as as a ministering healing. And the prayer of faith, not just any prayer, but the prayer of faith, will save the one who is sick and the Lord will raise him up. And then I love this. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. So confess your sins to one another and pray for one another. So it's, it, it, it switches. Hey, we're ministering healing, but yeah. if there's a sin that is also a part of this, and it's, it, I, it sort of implies that the sin and the sickness are connected. Yeah. Um, you know, it could be just, oh, well, we'll minister healing and we will minister forgiveness. Yeah. But what it says is, I like if, if he has committed sins. Mm. In other words, not every case, it doesn't say, hey, pray for his healing and then pray and make sure you pray for his sins. Yeah. It says, if he's committed sins, well, deal with that as well. Forgive, let's get forgiveness. Um, and there, sometimes someone's sickness is intertwined with something that is happening on the inside and needs forgiveness and is broken. So now let's look, back, look at John chapter 5. And this is the healing at the, at the pool on the Sabbath. And after this, there was a Jewish feast. Jesus went up to Jerusalem. I'm going to read through fairly quickly. Um, there, now in, in Jerusalem, by the sheep gate, a pool called Beth- Bethzatha in Aramaic, which has five covered walkways, and a great number of sick, blind, lame, and paralyzed people were lying in those walkways. And a man was there who had been disabled for 38 years. Um, Josh, that's older than you. It's older than me. It's almost older than Sandy as well. Only just. When Jesus saw him lying there, and when he realized that the man had been disabled a long time already, he said to him, do you want to become well? What a question. 38 years, and it's not as if he's gone into his home and found him sitting in the bed and said, do you want to be well? Where is he? He is positioned at a place where people go to get healing. Do you want to get well? What a question. I don't think he'd be there. (laughs) Um, Think about the number of times Jesus asked questions that... um, Well, to be honest, let's get a bit more real here. Would embarrass me. Mm. All right, I, I'm like, <laughs> my master didn't mean that. Like, <laughs> send the PR in. How insensitive is your master? Do you want to get well? Jesus, Jesus, 38 years, and he's coming to this place to get healed. I think we all know he wants to get well, people. <laughs> Good joke, Jesus. <laughs> all right, seriously now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, stop this. Um, I need. 
I need to confront myself with this mm. because I realize so many times Jesus, the way Jesus does things embarrasses me. If, I, yeah. if, I, if I'm honest to it, yeah. it's like, what is he doing? What is it? Why is he asking questions that are obvious? Um, why is he saying things that are um, not in line with what we're expecting? Mm. Um, and the reason I need to be confronted by that is that is showing that I am looking at things very differently. And if I do not change and wash my mind and get into the mindset of what Jesus is doing, I am very unlikely when I'm faced with similar situations to be able to act and behave like yeah. Jesus because I will push that away and say, I'm not, I do it better. You know, I, I'm the improved version of Jesus. I'm the clean version. I'm the woke version. I'm the one that doesn't offend people. I'm the Jesus. You know, I'm taking Jesus and I'm making him more palatable to the, uh, the society. Jesus in the four walls. Yeah. You know, not Jesus outside. No, no. Let's, 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 let's sort this out. Let's, and, and so I'm going to be the better version of Jesus. And um, you know what? The better version of Jesus doesn't have the power of Jesus. The better version of Jesus doesn't yeah. minister to people where they're really at. He doesn't. You know, I, I, need, I need to be Jesus because Jesus is what people need and they do not need a cleaned up version of him. Um, and even though they might not recognize it, they need that. Yeah. So look, look at He says, do you want to become well? That's confrontational. That's a challenge. Mm, yeah. That's making them say things that like, well, and look at look at how look look at how defensive the man is. So I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is. So it's not my fault. It's not my fault. You know, like Jesus said, "Well, do you want to get? How come? How come you're still here? Because that's how it implied. Yeah. How come you're not healed? Don't you want to get well? Do 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 do? If you really wanted it, you would have got it by now. You know, are you, I, I'm challenging your commitment. I'm yeah. challenging your will to actually get in it. And he's like. Not my fault. Look at me. Um, I have no one to put me into the pool. When the, it's not my fault. I, I, I can't do it by myself. And yeah. I don't have four friends carrying me. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm all by myself. And um, now I can hear myself wilting and say, oh, no, no, that's fine. Yeah, you're amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I understand. It must be so tough for you. I appreciate it. <laughs> you know, can, you, can you? I can hear myself. That's what he wanted. <laughs> yeah, melting under this sense that I've, I've been picking on him. Yeah. So I, I, I might say, do you want to get well? Oh, what do you mean do I want to get well? How can I, da, da, da. oh yeah, yeah, I didn't mean to make you upset, you know. I, can you see, I'm not being Jesus. Yeah. I'm fixing, you know. So I've got to, are you willing to be Jesus in this situation? Mm. While I'm trying to get in the water, someone else goes down there before me. Jesus said, well, stand up, pick up your mat and walk. Straight to the point. Whoa. What is happening here? Immediately, the man was healed. Picked up his mat and started walking. Jesus, notice, Jesus didn't pray for him. Yeah. Did you see that? There's no Now, again, we, we covered this a couple of weeks, a few weeks ago, I think when we first did it. Mm. Be very wary on saying, well, he didn't pray for him because it never said he prayed for him. Yeah. Okay. You cannot always draw. It didn't. If, unless the Bible says Jesus did not pray for him, instead he just, yeah. then we can know that he didn't pray for him. But by not mentioning the prayer does not mean that there wasn't a prayer. All right? Just please, uh, you know, that's not how the Bible, the Bible, you know, you know, look at Matthew. Matthew said, I'm not even going to bother to tell you about them coming through the roof. Yeah. They can drop large, what we would call vital bits of information because that's not what they're trying to share. So, um, but what we do know is, 
at some point, Jesus actually said, stand up, pick up your mat and walk, which is not a prayer type. God, I'm asking you for healing. I'm appealing you for healing. He is actually speaking to him. He's commanding him and he's telling him to do something. Yeah. And I, we can learn from that. Mm. So many times, stop praying for people and start declaring what God would have them to do. Yeah. And you've got to do that under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. But you say, lift up your arm, you know, clap your hands, you know, but, oh, you know, I've got, you know, <laughs> I've got a broken finger. Clap your hands. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> you know, do, do something. Do what God has told you. Stand up, be something. Yeah, welcome. Yeah. No, thank you for joining us, Michael. Um, so we, we can, we can clap hands. We can, you know, we do something. Yeah. And that's what immediately now, um, he picked up his mat and he started walking. <laughs> now, this is the whole point. Why is John sharing this story? John shared certain miracles. He didn't, not like Mark, there's miracles all over the place. He is sharing very particular miracles yeah. and he takes time to explain them a little bit. And the reason mainly is because of what it says here. Now that that day was the Sabbath, was a Sabbath. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, it's not, it's, and what happens next? So the Jewish leaders said to the man, now you notice in the, in book of Mark, Jesus begins to interact with the Jewish leaders. We, mm -hmm. ha we haven't read that part yeah. yet where it says, they said, how can this man forgive sins? And yeah. so, it's, and here, a lot of what we're bypassing is I'm focusing on the healing. This was a major shift, which was a confront confrontation with the Jewish leaders of the time. Um, and notice that Jewish leaders, I call them Pharisees. I call them the bad people. Do you know what I mean? I call them the, uh, but to the people, the religious. they were the, the religious leaders. They were their lead. They were their leaders. They yeah. were their Jewish. They were the leaders of the Jews. They, people looked up to them. They, they respected them. They got, they, they said, you know, they're the holiest people we know. Mm. And Jesus is, is working and doing, and he's confronting them by doing things that get up their nose. Um, why did Jesus heal on the Sabbath? This guy's sitting there for years. He could go there any day. You know, to be honest, like if he wanted to heal him, there were other days yeah. he could do that. Yeah. Do you think it's? Did he just happen? Oh, it happens to be the Sabbath. No, I, I, it's it sort of indicates I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it on the Sabbath to rile these people. And also the method that he told them to do was to pick up his mat and start walking. Yeah. And we might say, well, that's amazing. No, that was a direct violation that of was, the rule of a Sabbath. That was work. You were not allowed to be carrying your mat yeah. on that day. So he actually told him to do something which was um, legally wrong on that particular yeah. time. So it's to us, it's like, oh, that's great. But to, you know, Jesus's PR crew is <laughs> doing triple flips. He's telling him to pick up his mat. He's telling him to walk. Yeah, I'm pleased for the healing, but Jesus, can we just tell him to walk? Did he need to pick up his mat in order to be healed? Can't he just leave the mat and just walk? Mm. See, that's not illegal. Yeah. Why have you told him to do something that is illegal as part of this process? It's just like, Jesus, take a moment. You don't have to <laughs> do it. What, think about what you're saying, inside voice first. <laughs> then, you know. It's the Sabbath. He doesn't need to carry his mat. That's fine. As long as it's all about the healing. All these justifications, all these things. But Jesus was actually doing it in such a way. Now, um, we and what, what I'm getting at is 
and we use this phrase. I don't, you know, it's it's. I don't think I don't think it's a Bible verse that says, you know, we're playing chess. Jesus is playing 3D checkers. Uh, no, no, we're playing. Sorry, we're playing checkers. Get it right. We're playing checkers. Jesus is playing 3D chess. In other words, sometimes we are looking at life very plain, easy steps. Yeah. Where God is looking at things um, that are tying bits and pieces together. It's very complicated. Yes. And for instance, the guy who came on the mat who was paralyzed. We think he is sick, mm. he is paralyzed. Jesus is playing a bigger game that says he needs forgiveness yeah. in order to get his healing. Good, yeah. It's connected with something that's beyond what you can see. And okay, we've got this guy, 38 years, he's a bit defensive. Why this guy? Why pick this guy out? What is he doing? He does it on the Sabbath. It's causing a, a huge fuss. It becomes a, a heated moment. It becomes um, it becomes a story that it, it, it has ongoing um, ramifications. Mm. It's not, you know, there's a healing. The Pharisees are, are, um, are still talking, you know, and Jesus is still referring to this a couple chapters later. Yeah. All right. So it's a, something, it's, it's, it's a, you know, a foundational part of what Jesus is trying to do. And he said, he answered, the man who made me well said to me, so what are you doing? He said, so the Jewish leaders came to the man to be healed. It's the Sabbath. You're not permitted to carry a mat. I, I love the fact that um, you're the, you're that guy that was sick. Yeah. You're, you're the guy that with 38 years, we know you. It's like, what are you doing carrying your mat? Yeah. Excuse me. Isn't there a, something better and bigger than to, to focus that's on? That's amazing. <laughs> um, I know you're carrying your mat, but uh, that's been lost in sense. You are walking. Yeah. That, that should have been the, um, you know, th those were the flashing lights. It's like, why are you carrying your mat? Yeah. Um, again, when you're being like Jesus, people will pick up on things and focus on things yes. that you're like, what in the world? Yeah. And this is why I, I, you can become conscious of those things. Mm. Like, like I'm like, Jesus, don't tell him to carry his mat. Just, yeah. just get in the healing. Because yeah. the Pharisees, they're going to notice the mat. <laughs> All right, I know that. I, I, they're going to notice the mat. And they do notice the mat. And... Um, you can become bound with what everyone else is thinking. Yeah. And what everyone else is going to think about you and what this is going to happen. That's good. And what's going to do this. Da, 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 da. And um, Jesus is saying, he needs to be healed. Yeah. And this is the way I, we need to do it. And, um, and they asked him, well, a man who made me well, pick, said, pick up your mat and walk. Again, he just tosses Jesus under the bus. Thanks. Says, you know, seriously, you've just been healed. Well, it's not my fault. That man, who, the one who told me, pick up, not the man who healed me, gloriously healed me, praise God. It's the man, oh, that man told me to pick up my mat and walk. The man who had been healed did not know who it was. So Jesus had come, gone. Yeah. Jesus had slipped out since there was a crowd in that place. Because the man, yeah. he didn't, I didn't even know who he was. He just came and told me to do this. And I'm, I'm not my fault. This guy is a bit of a victim, isn't he? <laughs> Jesus says, how come he not well? Well, there's no one else to pick me up, put me in the water. Now he's, you know, he's walking, he's healed. How come he came in? Well, it wasn't me. Some man told me. It's everybody else's fault. Yeah. And after this, Jesus found him at the temple, finds him. Yeah. And look what he says. Look, you have become well. Don't sin anymore, mm. lest anything worse happen to you. Wow. Wow. Wow, this has just elevated this. This is like, wow. Don't sin anymore. Yeah. This man had been sick 38 years. 
what did he do <laughs> that opened the door for something to cause him to be paralyzed yeah for 38 years yeah and jesus said don't sin anymore yeah um you know inquiring minds want to say what what did he do and is that like did something once or something that he was continually doing or exactly i want to know <laughs> you know what did was it something major he did or was it just a lifestyle he was living yeah. was it what was happening? He was paralyzed. You know, how much could he be doing? You know? Yeah. But, you know, he was sitting there waiting. He seems like a good guy. He seems like a nice guy. He seems like an innocent guy. He's, he seems like the victim in the whole situation. Mm. He's very victim-minded. Very defensive. I can't do it because they don't do it. He's never said, when Jesus came to him, he didn't say, oh, Jesus, he said, do you want to get well? He said, yeah, but I'm not a good man. Mm. Or I did something. He, he, that, there was no... There was no, there was no recognition yeah. that maybe I'm at fault here. Yeah. He's like, they never help me. <laughs> There's no one to help me. They help everybody else in. They all can get fun, but not me. No sense did he show. I'm, I'm, I might be the problem here. Yeah. You know, yeah, I know I'm sick, but actually, I'm, I'm, I'm inwardly sick. Jesus heals him. And Jesus comes to him and says, look, you have become well, mm. but don't sin anymore, lest anything worse happen to you. Mm. And it's, um, that's a warning as well. Yeah. If you go back to your sin, he was, he was paralyzed. Yeah. How worse could it get? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But he's, Jesus saying, if you don't get the sin problem sorted, yeah. it's going to affect you physically. Um, we're playing checkers. Jesus is playing chess. Mm. 3D chess. Work. This guy's got issues and things like this. Um, it, it's um, in chapter seven, verse twenty-three. Let's see. Where... They're still talking about this. Like I said, two chapters later. It was a big deal. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, it, this is. Um, Jesus is the crowd. You know, the crowd answered him, "You're possessed by a demon." <laughs> yeah, the crowd loving his teaching once again. Um, can I just say, when's the last time your congregation accused you? Oh, you're possessed by a demon. Well, yeah, there's always, yeah. there's always no, no one answered that here. You know, maybe, maybe they do a lot more than I Next think. Next Sunday. Yeah. Um, Jesus performed, he says, I performed one miracle and you are all amazed. Now, he's because it's all in the context here, it's all talking about the work on the Sabbath, the fact yeah. that they, um, Jesus, because what he said is, um, hasn't Moses given you the law, yet not one of you keeps the law? Why do you want to kill me? Mm. And the people said, you, you, you're crazy. You, you, no one wants to kill you. He says, yeah, the Pharisees do. <laughs> Your leaders do. <laughs> um, I know what's happening. Um, I performed one miracle and you're all amazed. One miracle. However, because Moses gave you the practice of circumcision, not that it came from Moses, but from the forefathers, you, you circumcised a male child on the Sabbath. He says, I did one miracle on, and it's on the Sabbath. Mm. He said, but I, I want to point something out to you. That you say, you know, this guy walking, holding a mat, that's terrible, God will never do that. He said, but the actual instruction is for, for you to be, uh, a child is to be um, circumcised and it's be done on um, a certain day. Mm. I think, and then, so if the day falls for a child to be circumcised is on the Sabbath, they still do it. Yeah. So even though it's work, yeah. 
They do it because, you know, yeah. well, you know, we've got to do that. So he says, you're hypocrites. You will work on the Sabbath. You just won't let me do my work on the Sabbath, mm. which is healing someone. That's yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll do your work, yeah. but you won't let me do my work. So he's sort of having a go, at, you know. Um, but if a male child is circumcised on the Sabbath, so the law of Moses is not broken, why are you angry with me? Why are you angry with me? And this, this is what he says, because I made a man completely well on the Sabbath. Now, there's two things going on here. Yeah. Completely well, like, okay, you, you know, you're just circumcising. I made a man get up and walk yeah. and be whole. Yeah. But also, Jesus is saying, I made him completely well. Is there an, a reference there to, I made him well on the outside and the inside? Yeah. I did a complete healing of this guy. Yeah. This guy is That's a good. brand new guy. He has been healed, forgiven, and then his legs have been strengthened. I did that, and you get upset with me. And, you know, you, and, but you said, oh, but we can do the circumcision. You, know, you just do a little thing that just has a tiny effect on someone. I've done something completely um, healed them and yet you're, you're all mad mm. um, so I'm just referring that there's a sort of reference there that could involve the fact that he was talking about the outward and the inward yeah it's possibly he was just sort of saying look he's, he's just he's really healed compared with the baby and he was just getting circumcised but I like to think of it oh actually that's a reference to I've totally healed yeah. this guy inside and out um so let's go back to Mark chapter 2. Well, yeah, what the, uh, the law could never do. <laughs> so Jesus says, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Okay, we must realize that part of healing at times is going to be dealing, you've got to deal with the, the, the inward man. All right, you cannot separate this and say, "Well, I'm just doing physical healing." Mm. Um, what, they, what, what they're what they're doing on the inside is up to them. Now, this is an amazing thing. I don't know of anywhere where people were turned away and not healed. Mm. Uh, I cannot find an instance yeah. where people came to Jesus hungry for healing, with faith to be healed, and he didn't heal them. Mm. I, I, I cannot find an instance. It, it just um, so I'm not talking about the fact that God says you can get healed, but you can't. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not, that's not what the question is here. But what he's saying is that sometimes healing has different layers of what's causing it. Sometimes we, we're sick simply because we are um, in a broken and fallen world. Yeah. And we've got to resist that and get the healing that God gives. Sometimes that the sickness that we're expressed on our outside is actually a reflection of something that's happening on the inside. Sometimes it's demonic. We covered that a few weeks ago mm. because sometimes it says, you know, they had a demon that caused him to, yeah. there was a demon that was actually, so sometimes there's a spiritual um, and a spirit, a demonic spirit that is actually attached to that and working. So that's got to be dealt with and kicked out. Um, but sometimes there's an inward problem that needs forgiving and releasing, and then that opens the door um, to then ministering. It, it's interesting that when we look at this, Jesus says, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now, some of the experts in the law were sitting there, turning these things over in their minds. Uh, you know, Why does this man speak this way? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Now, immediately when Jesus realized in his spirit that they were con contemplating such thoughts, he said to them, why are you thinking such things in your hearts? In other words, Jesus is aware, word of knowledge. They didn't say anything, yeah. but he's directing their, you know, the elephant in the room. They're thinking it. He's now speaking to it. And he said, I, 
you're saying, and, and the issue for them is, how can you, because he didn't say, okay, think back to what he actually said. He didn't say, you need to pray for forgiveness. Mm. You need to ask for forgiveness. Yeah. He didn't instruct him to seek forgiveness. Yeah. He said, you're forgiven. <laughs> that's, a, that's a powerful, um, yeah. <laughs> you're forgiven. It's done. It's done. Hang on a sec. How, how can how can how can Jesus give you forgiveness? The only person that can forgive is God. Yeah. She's like, uh-huh. there's a secret there, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. They're like, only God can give forgiveness. Jesus, is like, yeah. Join the dots, people. I know something you don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's why I can do it. Yes. And I'm going to show you that because words are cheap. Mm. You're forgiven. Yeah. Okay. What about you're healed? Oh, okay. That that's that's you know now and now needs to be physically shown. Yeah. And he yeah. said, well, um, Jesus said, which is easier to say, apparently, your sins are forgiven, or to say, stand up, take up your stretcher, and walk. Valid question. One one is sort of words, and you don't really know. Yeah. Um, but so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, I tell you, stand up, take a stretcher, go home. Mm. And again, there was no prayer. And, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm sort of leaning into the fact he, he didn't pray. He yeah. just spoke. Yeah. And he, he spoke forgiveness to him and he spoke healing to him. Um, and immediately the man stood up, took his stretcher, went out the front of the mall, and they were all amazed and glorified God saying, We've never seen anything like this. Mm. Um, yeah, a lot to unpack. And you say, well, I want to be Jesus. Yeah. I want to minister to people. So I've got to be bold. I've got to recognize it. I've got to help you deal. And I've got to get into a state where if there's something internally, yeah. let's deal with this. Yeah. Let, let's, let's minister to this. Got to get to the, the root of it. Yeah. Let's get to the root of this. Do not look for the root when they're... If, unless the Holy Spirit is telling you there's a yeah. root, yeah. because there's not always root. That's what it says in the book of James. If there is sin, mm. yeah, then good. we can deal with that. Don't sort of don't look at everybody with a knowing look like you. You're a secret sinner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, pastor, I was working and banged my thumb, and it looked as all split. Okay, confession time. You've been, you've been lying again, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. You, 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 what have you been doing? You've been, you've been taking out of the um, uh, the petty cash box, haven't you? You know, you, 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 you've cheated that person at work. God's got you. Now you're looking at just. It's a dangerous. That that's a dangerous. But also, it's just as wrong to look at something and say, "Well, I know what that is. That's a banged thumb." Yeah. Or that's a, a that's a hurt back. Or mm-hmm. that's a that's a that's a condition. And um, can I say one of the difficulties we have is um, sometimes we, we are so educated and there's nothing wrong with education. Sometimes people think that education works against your faith. Mm. Do you know what I mean? The more, but it's true that sometimes the more we lean into the natural causes of things, it causes us to not be able to understand that there can be a spiritual yeah. element to this as well. And um, so we can do scans and we can do tests. Mm. So in the, in, like it says, well, they said in, and this is what some of the things people say is like, oh, in Bible days, they, they didn't know about certain sicknesses. 
So they would just call they would call them demo- demons. You know what I mean? They, you know, if they if they threw a fit, oh, we know what epilepsy is now. Yeah. So we we know, um, you know, so we call it epilepsy. We don't call it de- demonized, because mm. um, we've grown past that. We've 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 learnt the scientific. Yeah, yeah you know, that, that in in the in the past they would pray and and do things. But we now know how you know science works and what you need to do, and we we can do it without God, effectively. Mm. Um, we don't need yeah. we don't need so. to pray anymore because we can do this, and so it can become a, mo- a modern Christian become a little bit confused and, and all. Um, oh, is it sickness? Is it do I you know how do I do deal with this? Um, but we need to be able to blend them fully because yeah. there is no there is no um, there there is no conflict there. And in in reality, um, you you are better positioned to help people into healing than even the best doctor. Yeah. Now they can do they can do amazing things, and I'm not saying you're better than a doctor because they can do things that they've got skills for, and they can uh, administer medications and ointments that can help, and they can see people, you know, symptoms relieved, or they can you know I, I love it the fact they can say you know you're looking at a rash, and they say here you need to take vitamin D. Mm. And say vitamin D, you know, I, I, want, I want my rash cleared up. Yeah. They said, no, no, you're, you're low on this. I, I'm not a doctor. I've got no idea whether vitamin D cures rashes. All right, that was just an illustration. All right, that's not an experience. So I'm not. Uh, please don't rely on that. For, <laughs> oh, I've got a rash. I must use vitamin D. Um, but I'm just saying they know. They, they they know they know the physical and all the rest. Okay. Um, and but sometimes the more we we lean into that. We, we, we find it hard to understand that actually there is a spiritual side and there is things that are happening spiritually that can affect us physically. Mm. And this is something that um, the medical world, they can't get right. They can, yeah. they, they can deal with the physical, but they can't deal with the spiritual yeah. elements behind it. And um, I, I'm grateful. I, listen, sickness is not God's plan. Sickness is in the devil's kingdom. So anything that is pushing against that to make people healthy and better and stronger, I say amen to. Mm. Do it. Take vitamins. Get medication. You know, get a scan to see what's there and see if there's a way that you can treat it. All good. But I'm, we're, what we're saying is, from what Jesus did, he didn't look at things and just say, oh, this is just a physical thing. He yeah. would say, how can we deal with it? Sometimes it was just physical healing that he would pray for, command them to stand up. Other times he was saying, there's something in your soul that is um, uh, that connected. We've got, actually got a question there. Um, did, did Jesus ever actually pray for someone's healing? That's a good question. I, I, I'm, t- I, I can't... Normally he... You know, I, I can think of lots of instances where he spoke to yeah. them to do something. Um, and, and the prayer... Um, my, the, I'm trying to think whether with Lazarus, whether um, he looked up to the Father. Yeah. And, um, and there was sort of a prayer there. Um, but, but then again, he just... Then, then, but then it, then it came, Lazarus, come forth. So yeah. uh, it, it, it might have started off with... Um, um that um so that's um so i'm just i'm I'm not going to call it up here jesus went to lazarus jesus said remove the stone jesus said to her i didn't did i not say to you if you believe you will see the glory of god so they removed the stone and jesus raised his eyes and said father i thank you that you heard me or you hear me thanks to the new American, heardest me. Um, I know that you hear me always, 
but because of the people standing around, I said it that you may believe that you did, you did send me. Mm. And when he said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. Um, so even in that instance where he's saying, Father, you think, I thank you hearing me, he's, yeah. he's in, inferring that it's prayer. But then when it came to the actual implementation of it, he actually didn't pray for Lazarus. He called him to come forth. Um, and so um, I know we are to pray for the sick yeah. in the sense that, you know, the scripture I read just before in James says um, the prayer offered in faith mm. will restore the one who is sick. Yeah. So we are to pray for the sick. But what I would suggest Peggy is as we look at Jesus, we understand that more and more he wasn't, he just didn't sit there praying. He actually spoke to that situation, yeah. commanded them to do something and act, that's how the faith was released. Mm, so um, good. good question. Good question. But back to our original point is that Jesus is dealing with people at the inward level. Yeah. Um, you need to be able to do that as well. You, mm. you will not be able to do com healing widespread if you are also not aware that there are times when yeah. it's in inside things now it's interesting that with the the man that raised at the pool of bethesda he said he healed him and then afterwards he said now don't do it anymore do you know what i mean yeah there wasn't a sense of he, he just healed him and said i've set you free and it's i've set you free from what that was connected with he didn't actually say let's let's counsel you and deal yeah. with that um, there was a condition with it. I'm wondering whether the man knew exactly what had yeah. happened. And he said, but the command was, now go and do not do anything else unless worse things happen to you. Hmm. So it, there, there was, he said, there's a correlation. If yeah. you get back into that sin, yeah, that good. will impact you physically. Um, so what I, um, we need to be aware that spiritual things, forgiveness, actions that we're taking... Um, spiritual forces, you know, there, there's things like um, we're in an environment, you know, curses from our past you know, forefathers who've yeah, done things, generation. vows, generational curses, mm -hmm. things that need to be broken, things, you know. Um, I mentioned this, sometimes people bring things into their home, they wear t-shirts mm -hmm. that have things on them, and then they're asking God for healing, and God's like, you're, you're, you're glorifying the wrong thing here. Yeah. You're giving the devil a, a place here, yeah. and yet you're... Now, I'm not saying, ah, oh, God's saying, until you fix that up, I'm not going to heal you. This man had said that Jesus healed him, yeah. got him free. The man who... It, it, it raised and she said, so you know, the man has... Son of man has authority to forgive sins. You know, so your sins are forgiven. We we want to. I'm not saying God's saying I won't heal you if you have that. You know, uh, tiki sitting on your mantelpiece. Yeah. I won't heal you if you've you know doing that. That's not the issue. God's not sitting back and saying when you fix yourself up, then I will heal you. <laughs> That's not the mind. What I'm saying is sometimes these things are connected to the yeah. physical problems we're going through. The the um, I, I I remember um, many years ago. I think it was. Um, it might, might have been Peter Wagner, but I, I'm, you know, if I got his name uh, wrong, it was a, it was someone who ministered in a Bible college. It was a, it was not a Pentecostal Bible college. It was, you know, more of a traditional college. But they were teaching and they were preaching, and they were coming into an understanding of of um, the working of the Spirit and healing and things like that. So it was all very new. And mm. you know, imagine your Bible college lecturer is having a revival. Yeah. Uh, and some of the students are like, "What's happening with our lectures?" And um, anyway, he went on overseas. And he was given um, or bought or something like that, um, something from one of the islands. 
and you know it was like a, a mask it would have been some sort of that was connected to some sort of idol or something but it was just like it just looked like paraphernalia from that yeah. place they put it in their child's bedroom hung it on the wall and every night their, their child was having nightmares mm. all right but they did not make the connection they're like oh our child's yeah. having nightmares until the lord showed them get rid of that mm. And so they got rid of that and cleansed the room and yeah. their child, you know, it was a, a young good. baby sort of thing, stopped having nightmares. Yeah. Anyway, and, and it became, and, it, and they shared the story and it became a big talking point in the Bible college. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, because, you know, it was a Bible college that didn't really believe in demons still having effect or doing stuff like that. So yeah. it was like, big talking point. But it was an interesting point that um, they're praying, why is our baby having nightmares? Yeah. And they've put something on the wall, which has brought a um, something of a spiritual oppression and a, yeah. and a problem in, and so they needed to deal with that. Um, I don't want you to become the the God's sheriff. All right, that's that's the healing you, the healing police. The healing police, yeah. Before we pray for you, let's just do a walk through your home, brother. <laughs> you know, you know. Um, so I don't think I'll go down well. Yeah. Well, you know, and, 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 you know, and only if they can walk through my home and sort of say, okay, all right, you're praying for healing. Let's have a look at your diet. What's in your fridge at the moment? Ah, cans of soft drink. Is that great? What's the sugar level? Let's shut that. You know, let's, let's, we don't need to look at that. You that's know, not really important. That's not really. Yeah. Do you think diet's important? God's into everything. Do you think forgiveness is important? God's into it. Do you think, you know, walking free from things that are having effect? Do you think cleansing out and, and not bringing things into our home and, and making our places a habitation for the you know doing things that give the devil a lot of glory that's not what we do mm. i'm just saying you be very very aware of is this a holistic it's a total yeah. approach jesus said i made this man completely well yeah and i like to think that that's talking about inside outside yeah. and cleansing he's walking around now but that man's been, i gave him a warning if he goes back to the sin and and does even worse things then he's gonna he's gonna you know if he goes back to that sin he's he could experience even worse physical healing yeah so we must be aware of this all right we you know we we must be able to minister to people at all the different levels and and be jesus how do we know what to do do you say oh no you know like and i shared this i think last week or the week before we you know that what what would jesus i think it was two weeks ago what would jesus do yeah then what would jesus do and we go you need to lean into the holy spirit Go watch two weeks ago where we went through and showed Jesus' modus operandi, how he just was led and directed and guided by the Spirit. And he said, now this is, I'm going to send you exactly the same way. Yeah. Without the Holy Spirit. But you need to be sensitive to this. This is the part you need to play. You need to be bold. You need to lose the concern about what people will think about you. Yeah. yeah. You need to, to be, not be, that cannot be your highest priority. How will they evaluate me? What will they say about yeah. me? Oh, now this is going to cause social media to, to light up. Um, imagine Jesus in days of social media. <laughs> Can you imagine? You know, he, had, he was heading out to the wilderness as much as he could back then. Yeah. Imagine, what, imagine he's like, I'm going where there's no Wi-Fi and no electricity because that's the only way I'm going to stop people from, you know. Everything I do is going to be scrutinized left, yeah. right, and center and criticized and, and, and fingers pointed. So, I, I, you know, if you come to Jesus, say, oh, Jesus, they misunderstand me. Jesus is like, welcome. 
<laughs> welcome to the welcome to the Jesus Club. You know, what did the Jesus say? They, they persecuted me. They're going to persecute you. Yeah. It's not a scripture we like to put on the fridge, but it's um, <laughs> the reality is, yeah. if you're going to if you're going to see the workings of Jesus, you've got to understand you've got to do them like Jesus. Yeah. All right. Um, you cannot clean. You cannot do a clean version of Jesus' miracle ministry. You've got to. Okay. So you've got to minister to people. You've got to be aware of the Holy Spirit saying, "Okay, let's." Mm. That's what Jesus doing here. And you've got to be you've got to be not locked into like your preconceptions of how it, it should be or how it's been done yeah. or how it's going to happen. Yeah. You've got to be like, all right, what's the key here? What's the what do you want to do here? Yep. That's a great point. And um, yeah, don't 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 think oh, I've done this three times. Yeah. And I've done it three times now. Fourth time will be exactly the same. It'll be the exact same, yeah. It, no, no, no. You've got to be sensitive and, and, and alert to the Holy Spirit because things happen like that. Okay. Um Amazingly, the next thing that happens in the book of Mark is not a miracle. Okay, so we can skip that. He calls Levi. Um, then there's a question about fasting. So we can skip that. Whoa. Jesus, Lord of the Sabbath. Okay, this is an issue, the big issue. Um, uh, we're not going to concentrate on this, but it is actually an issue that impacted um, into healing and things like that. So it's an important issue. But we're skipping. So just one miracle in the book of chapter 2. Do, do, do. Um, One thing I will note, though. Um, chapter 15. Uh, let, let's, we will take time to look at Jesus calls Levi. Jesus went out again by the sea. Um, you'll see the relation to healing in a sec. The whole crowd came to him and he taught them. He taught them. Mm. He taught them. Mm. Jesus just didn't heal them. Yeah. He taught he them. Taught them. Um, Jesus was... A ministry of healing but teaching teaching mm. and healing um, as he went along he saw Levi the son of Alphaeus sitting at the tax booth follow me he said and he got up and followed him and as Jesus was having a meal in Levi's home many tax collectors and sinners were eating with Jesus and his disciples for there were many who followed him um, when the experts in the law and the Pharisees saw that he was eating with sinners, the experts in the law are always around what Jesus is doing, criticizing. Even when he's eating. Well, they're like, all, all these people are, are interested or are following Jesus. We, we better just be there just to make sure, you know. <laughs> Keep him in check or make sure that there's still the attention on us. Yeah. Or, you know, <laughs> could be a multitude of reasons. Yeah, they're always around. And they said to his... Um, I like they don't say to Jesus... They say to his disciples, why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? Um, and sometimes I think it's because Peter's like, I don't know. Go <laughs> <laughs> ask him yourself. <laughs> I can't understand what he's doing. Yeah. And I sometimes, you know, I think Peter sometimes was, was embarrassed by some of the things. You know, I know he was because he, when Jesus talked about, he said, I'm going to go to Jerusalem and I'm going to die. And Peter rebuked him. Peter, yeah. Peter got in the face and said, Jesus, do not say these oh, things. Don't, don't be silly. Yeah, because Jesus said, I'm going to go there and they're going to kill me. And on the third day, I'm going to be risen. Yep. And Peter got in his face and said, Jesus, enough. I've put up with all this. As much. I have reached the limit, Jesus. Stop. How dare you say the Messiah is going to go there and die? Yeah. And Jesus looked at him and said, Oh, Peter, you've sadly missed out. No, he said, Get thee behind me, Satan. You're becoming the voice of Satan. Jesus is pretty direct. Yeah. Okay, we won't get drawn Comes into that. Chase, yeah. Why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? 
And when Jesus heard this, he said to them, those who are healthy don't need a physician, Mm. but those who are sick do. Mm. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Um, And... um, Just think I've had a reference here to. I know um, there's another reference that Jesus. I'm trying to think where it's from. Uh, Jesus, I did not call the sinners to to. Um, but he calls, but to repentance. Just I'm trying to find. Um, oh. That's all right. I'm, I've, oh, you got it. Uh, no, I look. I was looking at my Bible. Still turned my physical Bible. Still turned to John chapter five, and looking down at that, this is not even the scripture. And that's because um, and um, uh, Luke five thirty two. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, it's like I'm pretty sure I had that written in my Bible. I went in the wrong book. Luke five thirty. Oh, we'll do it up here so that people can follow. Now, I'm mentioning this. Mentioning. 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 Um, this same passage, why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Because those who are well don't need a physician, but those who are sick do. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. And he's, and um, Luke has the complete um, reference. Yeah. I'm not called come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Repentance, yeah. To repentance. Um, That's good. We've got to understand that our ministry is, we've got to be drawn and to people and sinners have got to be drawn to us. Yeah. If sinners just find us obnoxious, then we're not doing it Jesus way. Yeah. But Jesus did not become the friend of sinners. You know, he was accused of, you know, being a friend of sinners. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus didn't be, ha- get that reputation through compromise yeah. and through becoming everyone's friend and not, you know, saying tough stuff or not pointing the finger. Mm. He got it because he genuinely loved them. Yeah. And he genuinely demonstrated that to them and they were drawn to that. But then it says he would teach them. Yeah. And he would share with them and he would lead them and show them they he need repentance. Show them the way. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was, I'm saying your ministry of healing and when you, you pray, it's, it's not just about getting them physically well. It's mm. about getting them whole. Yeah, that will require the power of God working, mm. the ministry of the the authority of Jesus. Mm. It will also require you helping them and sharing with them how to repent and yeah. turn from their sins mm. and become followers of Jesus. It needs them. You, you need to teach them about the kingdom of God. You need to teach them how to follow mm. Jesus. Mm. I love what um, Matthew chapter twenty-eight um, says that we're to go out. Jesus said, Go therefore make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And he said, I want you to teach them to obey everything I have commanded you. Um, He said, Go out and you've got to show them how to live out this stuff that I've been teaching you. Mm. Um, So so there's an integration there. And so when we look at Jesus, he was not pigeonholed. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? And... um, and I, and I do, I go, I go back to um, a, a thought of, you know, I was in a meeting 
and this person got in the front and they said, oh, wouldn't it be amazing to just be a follower of Jesus back in the day? Just one miracle after another, you know, just going after Jesus, miracle, miracle, miracle. And I'm like, yeah, but <laughs> there was a whole lot of stuff. And even the miracles he did was very confrontational. Yeah. And the miracles he did would have made the, the disciples both excited and confused yep. and worried at the same time. You know, take up your mat and walk. You know, I'm like, don't do that. It's going yeah. against the grain yeah. sometimes. Um, um, and we also have to say, oh, you know, that the, the disciples were just, this was fine with that. They, they were against the Pharisees. Do you remember when Peter, um, even after being filled with the Holy Spirit, being forgiven, he's now got the Holy Spirit on him. He's been walking, he, he's walked through the crowds and people mm. have been healed. Yeah. Through the, the shadow. He is he is God's man. He was Peter and John came across the guy who's um, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have oh, give yeah. I thee, and walking and leaping and praising God, and he's dragged before the Pharisee uh, the the the, um, the Sanhedrin and and don't preach. He said, We've got to do whatever Jesus says and the people and it says Sanhedrin amazed. They could said they could tell that these men had been with Jesus. Yeah. Something of Jesus had gotten on these yeah. people. He's a man. He's the man. Peter the Rock. Peter the is, you know, upon this rock, this revelation, you're the, you're the Christ, the Son of God, all these things. It's amazing. This Peter in the book of Acts goes up to pray and the Lord gives him a vision of food coming down and it's got food that is not the type of food that they're allowed to eat mm. through the law. Yeah. And God in the vision says, take and eat. And Peter says, nope. No, I would never eat unclean. I never eat unclean food. I, I'm. He, he was very Jewish. Yeah, the law was very important to him. Peter would never. I'm. Peter would never have, have done things, you know. So on the law. So when Jesus was walking through the grain fields and he and he got his disciples to break off grain and eat them, this was like wow. This is Peter's like being the rebel of rebels. I'm eating grain on the Sabbath, you know. Um, I, I'm saying it was going against their grain. It was confronting. Yeah, you know we. <laughs> To do something on the Sabbath, I don't care. Whatever, I go go for it, Jesus. I'm on. You know, it doesn't confront me. Um, you've got to see it that this was extremely confronting. Yeah. It was. What is he doing? Um, he was doing things in the face of the the religious leaders of the time, the Jewish leaders. Um, you've got to understand that the life of following Jesus is 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 not just going to be nice, happy. One, two, three. You've got to deal with people. So you go to pray for someone today and you say, you know what? Um, I want to pray for you, but I also want to see you forgiven. Yeah. I also want to teach you and I want to train you so how to walk in repentance. I want to help you get completely whole. Um, this is not just about physical healing. This is about you. But, um, you know, yeah, just, just be bold, be strong, do what God has asked and called you to do. Um, that's how Jesus ministered. Mm. That's how Jesus ministered. Mm. All right. Um, but he didn't do it in a way that um, and the sheriff has arrived in town. Yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> okay. Before I pray for you, I want everybody to confess their sins. <laughs> I'm not going to pray for you, brother, till you've confessed. That wasn't their attitude. He was yeah. like, let's get you healed, but let's also recognize you need to um, fix something because if you don't fix that up, it's going to come back. Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to work its way back in you. We've got we to gotta deal with this. Um, if they've conf if, um, let's go back to that scripture. We're going to finish here. James chapter 5. 
Um, is anyone among you suffering? He should praise. Anyone in good spirits? He should sing praises. Anyone among you ill? Well, he should summon the elders of the church and they should pray for him. Can I just say something? This is one thing. I, I actually love... I would love to get summoned more hmm. um, and have yeah. to ask people less. Inst instead of like an invitation or there's an anointing here. It's yeah. Like, Pastor, I need... Yeah, I, 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 I would love people on a Sunday when, when there's the anointings phone to come up and say, I really want to get healed. Mm. I want to get, I want prayer. I, yeah. I want to pray. Not have to wait and say, you know, uh, I, I, what I don't want is people to go home on Sunday and say, mm. oh, they never gave an invitation for healing. Yeah. Therefore, I didn't get prayer. Yeah. What were you thinking? That's good. That's good. Well, <laughs> if we don't give an invitation, get someone in the, in the um, foyer. Yeah. Grab someone. Yeah. Get them and say, can you pray for me? If you've got an anointment with oil, let's go down the front. I know the oil's there. Can you minister to me? Yeah. It That's says, good. if you are sick, it says, anyone among you sick? He should summon the elders. Mm. Go get them. Go get someone. Go get someone there, to pray for you. There's an action there. Yeah. And they should pray for him and anoint him with olive oil. So the, the, the word pray. Anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he's committed sins, he will be forgiven. Mm. So, so, <laughs> confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so they may be healed. Yeah, that's good. So, confess your sins to one another. Um, this is one of the reasons why people, well, maybe I don't want prayer. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get healed. Yeah, don't touch the inside. Don't touch me. I just want healed. I just, you know. I want to, and I'm not saying this is not saying Jesus oh, I won't heal you unless you deal with the sin mm. he's just saying that he's dealing with the whole person he will gladly heal you and this is one of the things I've seen I've seen people healed who don't deserve to be healed mm. like in, from my book you know, it's, it's a terrible thing to say they don't deserve to be healed because yeah. <laughs> you know, none of us deserve anything no one has ever you thought know. that before yeah but I'm saying you know people 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 get healing and they get ministered. Yeah. And say, how could God use that person? Or how could God minister there? He's just so gracious. He's so He just wants to get his life. But it says, pray for them. And if they um, if they committed sins, well, let's pray and, 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 and see that healed. And so, so, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. Yeah. It talks about the fact that become authentic and open and share your struggles and let people pray with you um because that's part of living a life of wholeness and healing yeah um if you are a person that lives life independently you you know you you know you, you live in a world but you, you've got no connections of authentic relational where you've got people you can share with and you can open up your struggles and your your heart to you're not in a healthy place you need to be in a community. Following following Jesus is a team sport. It's yeah. a group. It's a group That's activity, good, and um, so when we do things, we do it together. And part of that is being aware of, um, hey, I'm struggling, and I need to be challenged. I need, I need the things that my habits and my um, struggles exposed and dealt with mm. by the grace of God, um, because that's part of God getting us total yeah. healing. And and. and Sometimes, yes, initially it can be, you know, a bit hard, but you've got to want the healing more yeah. than like being comfortable or, or 
keep keeping a hold of it. Yeah. You know, you've got to about to let it go. So um, my, my daughter, Brooke, shocked that I would think like that. Uh, Brooke, you know, just think, I was just joking. I, I'm, I'm perfect, don't worry. Um, it's Josh I was trying to you know, share on behalf of. Um, Thank you for that. So, yeah. How about we pray? Let's pray. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you. We, we've talked. Father, there might be people right now listening, watching. Father, they need healing, but they need cleansing. Yes. I thank you that we can come in the, the authority of the name of Jesus, say, by the stripes of Jesus, we've both been healed and forgiven. What Jesus bore on the cross was to cleanse us from our, our fallenness and our brokenness and our sin and to make us whole. And the outward expression of that is our healing and wholeness and mm. physical release. I thank you. I pray for everybody, Lord, right now who needs forgiveness. Mm. I speak and declare that Jesus has forgiven you. Just receive that by faith. I declare that he has taken your sins. He has removed them. Mm. And now I speak wholeness and healing in your life. And if there's physical, if there's something physical that is broken, I command healing and wholeness to come to you now in the name of Jesus. You just do what you couldn't do. By, you just do what you couldn't do right now in the name of Jesus. You just do it in the name of Jesus and you give God glory and you give God praise and you, and you give him honor and you live for him. You just live for him. Go. Go in the, in the forgiveness that God's given you. But live for him. If there's things that you have just, you know you ought not be doing, yes, good. get them. Get connected with a community of believers. Open up. Share your struggles. And in the name of Jesus, walk in the freedom, physical and internal. That's God's plan. Always yeah, is. Always good. was. That's good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. I thank you for your anointing and healing. I thank you, Lord. There's a presence of God that's come over people while they're watching. Lord, I sense it here, and I'm believing for it to be there in the name of Jesus, that that would be a healing anointing. Lord, I declare in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Just let them just enjoy that healing presence of God working in their body. Hallelujah. I declare from the top of your head to the sole of your feet. From the very top to the very bottom, the whole of your body, in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Josh, you have anything that Lord? Oh, just I was just going through like what was said a couple of weeks ago, like that Jesus, He only does or says what He what He sees His Father do or what His Father says, and um, and so I just pray that Father that we that You would reveal to us um, what is that key or what is that root or whatever it is might be. Um, that we, we want that healing. We, we want to be obedient to that. So whatever it is that you say or whatever it is you tell us to do, Father, that you reveal that to us, that we are sensitive to that, that we would be obedient to that, that we would do that, we would cut that off. And that we know that when we are obedient, when we say that, whatever it might be, that healing will flow, forgiveness is flowing, does flow in your name. Amen. 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 Well, thank you. Um,
I agree. That's yeah. what Tear Down the Roof is all about. Yeah, it's good. Hallelujah. Well, I appreciate you joining with us. We... Um, Where are we up to? Well, I think I don't think there's any more healings in um, chapter 2. Mm. Um, but Jesus does talk about... Goes with his disciples through the... Um, the grain fields. I didn't realize that was at the end of chapter two, picking the heads of grain. The Pharisees, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. So, yeah, read through Mark, and because it's, you know, we might not be talking about miracles and healing. Yeah. These things are all interwoven. That's right. You know, the, That's the breaking good. down of these things. And <laughs> um, and then chapter three, verse one says, He entered into a synagogue and a man was there with a withered hand. Mm. Well, we might make that um, the start of where we yeah. pick up next week, God willing. Thank you guys for being here. Yeah, you are always welcome to we be here. We appreciate we've person. had um, a couple of people here join we, us. So blessing you we guys. Would, we would love to have to... Oh, we have to get more chairs. Yeah. So we're, I'm going to get more chairs next time. So I'm expecting. So you be here. All right. Bless you. We'll see you um, next Friday. Um, we will be taking a break eventually. I haven't picked a day. but in. Um, so make sure I'm saying... We're going to take a break over Christmas and New Year, so you know, lock in now while you have the opportunity. And um, and but we will get as far into the Book of Mark as we can, mm. and we will learn what Jesus does to bring healing. Mm. God bless you all. Bless you guys.